Should I start my intro? Whenever you're ready. I don't know why my mouth got dry when I did that. Alright. Hello everyone and welcome back to The Future is Bright? Question mark. I am Lindsay. I am Bridget. I didn't say the podcast. I'm very happy with Look at you go. Yeah. Um, welcome back. Um, I don't know. We're here. Yeah, we're here. We're thriving. Living life. We're... I'm in Disney right now. Oh, yeah. Technically, Bridget's in Disney right now, and I am... I am absolutely loving my life living in New York. Gotten a date with the mouse. Right. Well, and well, my boyfriend. the mouse and her... The mouse. But mostly the mouse. I don't know why I'm having a stroke of my words right now. <laughs> it's okay. The mouse and her boyfriend. Also, side note, are you going to Epcot? Yeah. I need to see everything Ratatouille because I... Okay. For some reason, I've always been obsessed with Ratatouille. Really? Yeah, I love that movie. And I saw it all along Epcot, and I, like, didn't realize that they were making, like, Ratatouille such a big part of Epcot. Yeah. And now I'm beyond excited. I, I think it's in France. Like, the France yeah. Pavilion. They're, well, I saw them making the whole thing. Yeah. But, like, I didn't really know that it was because, like, it was Ratatouille. Like, yeah. I saw that they have, like, they have a cute little scavenger hunt where you had to find the mouse in each. Aww. You should do it in each country. I didn't do it. That's because I didn't cute. know about it. Yeah. So, sorry. Sorry. I note. just know that, like, the ride won't be done when I'm there, right. but, like, every, like, the signs oh up God, and everything. Oh, my It's, like, yeah. the Ratatouille park going to be open? Well, it's, like, they just what they did is, like, a ride, but oh, I know okay. the ride's not going to be done yet. I think that's going to be done, like, this summer. Oh, I'm definitely going back when COVID is over, and I'm doing it. Yeah. Fuck COVID. Yeah. I don't give a shit at this point. I need a well, vacation. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent agree that you need a vacation. It's been, it's been, you know, you're going to be safe about it. Yeah. You I know, don't. Nothing to worry about. Care. Yeah. Living Whatever. My, I'm living She'll be life. safe. Don't give us hate. Come on. You can give me hate all you want. I'm still going. Yeah, it's Bridget. <laughs> like, I don't care. It's Bridget. I need fine. a vacation. That's my favorite place to go. Let right. me be happy. Bridget had a rough couple weeks. Yeah. A rough year, I would say. Just let me be fucking happy for once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're ridiculous. You know what? It's fine. I'm just saying. It's fine. But don't worry, guys. You're not going to have to deal with an episode with me by myself again. Mm-hmm. We've had, we have it figured out. It's all good. Last time was just random. We just wanted to spice it up. I thought it was there. fun. I thought it was cool, too. I think, like, we should randomly do that. Like, yeah. You know? Why not? We should get our boyfriends to do one together without right. us. But it will literally be the most boring podcast. <laughs> be be silent. Because they're both so quiet that you'd be like, we'd literally be feeding them online. Just like cue cards. <laughs> right. Like, now you say this. Now you laugh. Like Saturday Night Live. Like... <laughs> Because they honestly, by themselves, they go on rolls, though. Yeah. Like, Ronnie's fucking hysterical by himself. Oh, yeah, so is but, Jimmy. Like, but, like, once it gets in front of other people, they just, they get scared. They tap out. Right, they Unless scared. it's, like, unless Jimmy's around, like, his friends where right, they can feed off they each know. other. Right, Oh, yeah. Oh, Sil- God, yeah. Absolute silence. Right. Yeah. It's, it's fine. We love you guys no matter what. That's why what. I love him. Yeah. You guys are still our favorite people in the world, so. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Whatever. So it's okay. It's all good. Whatever. It's... It's 
It's fine. We can't really say anything. No. Well, I mean, I can. You can. But we, I won't. We just had a good five-minute conversation making fun of them. Sorry, Ronnie, if you get mad at me. Yeah, Jimmy, I don't care. Yeah, but it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. I make fun of him to his face, so. <laughs> right. I don't make fun of Ronnie because I feel bad that, like, he, like, at, he tries really, like, he tries so hard on my episode, and it was so cute to, like, sit there and, like, watch him do it. I literally but, like, told Jimmy, I was like, if you're not going to do this, then leave. Right, I said, so. I, was, like, I was like, I'll have my mom yeah. on the episode. Like, my mom would absolutely love this yeah. shit. Like, she would be into it. And he's like, no, I'll do it. And I was like, okay. Like, at first he was like, you really said I'm going to do it? Like, because <laughs> I told you that him and yeah. I were going to do it, and I didn't, like, tell it to him. Because I knew he was going to freak out. And then yeah. he was like, fine, I'll do it. And he was fine, he though. loved it. Yeah, it was fun. And Jimmy was fine, like... Right. Uh, I don't know yet. I didn't listen. It comes out tomorrow in my in yeah. my world, so I'm excited. They were fine. Yeah, it was fun. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Now Bridget's doing a case from a coloring book. Coloring know? book case. Serial it's killer coloring book It's the easiest way. Fuck yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, because I, I had no idea who the serial killer was, and, like, really? that's not very, like, common no. of me to not know a serial killer. Right, no, yeah, because I, you know, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. I, is it in my calendar? Maybe I can find the person. I don't like, think so. Bridget got me a murder calendar for Christmas, and I'm excited yeah. to see if this person's I don't there. think it is, but. Okay. Well, but I will cross-reference. Okay, cool. Great, 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 perfect. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to jump into it now? On a dark night, you make a wrong turn on the highway and find yourself alone on a country road. You're unnerved, but the road is too narrow to turn around. As your tires crunch on the gravel, you turn the radio up to calm your nerves and all you hear is static. As you reach the end of the dial, you stumble upon a show you, nor almost anyone, has ever heard. Congratulations, you stumbled upon The Lost Signal, a midnight sanctuary of terrifying audio plays to chill and fulfill. Find them on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, so this is a serial killer case. As stated before, I got this from a coloring book that my mom got me for Christmas. Um, And this is... Okay, so I'm just going to start. I'm not even going to just preface it. I'm just going to start. So, in London, England, in 1961... Wow. The Young family was experiencing something real strange. Okay. Uh, the Young family included Fred, who was the father, Molly, who was the mother, mm-hmm. uh, Winfred, and Graham, who were siblings. Okay. So, daughter Love and those names. son. What? Gr- Winfred was a girl's name? Winifred. Oh, Winifred. Got yeah. It. Got it. Um, the strange thing that they were experiencing was a sickness that seemed to be sweeping through the household. So it started with Molly, who was 37 at the time. Oh. And she was experiencing extremely painful stomach aches and, like, vomiting. Okay. And she kind of, like, just brushed it off as, like, oh, it's right. just, like, a stomach, stomach bug. bug. Um, as soon as she started to not feel well, Fred, who was 44 at the time, started to experience the same types of symptoms. Uh, both of them couldn't do anything for days. Like, that's how God. bad it was. Yeah. Um, Winifred, too, then got really sick mm-hmm. in the months leading up to, like, su- summer. Right. And then so did Graham. Okay. So it was, like, the whole freaking household. Okay. Um, so not only was the family experiencing the sickness, but mm-hmm. Graham's friends were also experiencing oh. a similar sickness mm-hmm. with the same, like, painful stomach okay. problems. Uh, so in November 1961... Winifred was drinking a cup of tea one morning, and it didn't taste good to her, 
So she, like, just threw it out. Okay. Like, only having, like, had a couple sips. Right. And she got on the train to go to work, and all of a sudden she started hallucinating, and she needed to be carried off of the train oh, and, like, to a hospital. Wonderful. Um, so she got to the hospital, and they, like, ran a bunch of tests, and mm-hmm. it out, turned out that she um, somehow had deadly nightshade in her system, which oh, is, like, that? a plant oh. that, like, is poisonous. Oh. Um... There can, it can be used as, like, a sedative, mm-hmm. um, but, like, the berry part of it is poisonous, okay. so if you eat it. Right. Yeah. Um, she had absolutely no idea how, like, Wonderful. she could have eaten this, because okay. <laughs> she doesn't eat plants right. off the street. Right. Um, she obviously told, like, her father, mm-hmm. and he had an idea of how this could have happened. Oh. So he was concerned that Graham may have been the culprit of oh. this. How did he know right off the bat? So, Graham was very interested in chemistry and was actually not allowed to play with chemicals in the house because he had a history of setting things on fire on accident. Nice! So, Fred thought that maybe Graham was, like, using chemicals and, like, this happened, like, maybe, like, on accident. By accident, right. Um... But once Graham was confronted about it, he said that Winifred had been mixing shampoos and stuff like that in the teacups. Oh. So, like, maybe that's how it could have right. happened. But, like, why would a shampoo have deadly right. nitrate yeah, in no, it? No, it shouldn't. So that shouldn't also have that at all. doesn't really no. make sense, but whatever. Um, Fred was like, all right, Graham, like, you're being fucking weird. Like, this is shady. Right. Um, so he checked his room for, like, chemicals, but yeah. he didn't find anything. So, like... They were like, okay, whatever. So, it wasn't, like, a shock to the family Mm -hmm. that, like, Graham could have, like, poisoned his sister, um, because he had, like, a kind of concerning past. (laughs) So, Graham was born in London on September 7th, 1947, which is weird because the last case that I just did, Mm. the Randy Starr one, he was born on September 7th. Didn't realize that till just now. That's interesting. (laughs) In the same year or no? No. Much later. Okay. Um, but he was born to Fred and Betsy Young. Okay. Uh, soon after Graham's birth, Betsy had developed, um, pleurisy, which is a condition where the layers of tissue separate in the lungs um from like the chest wall and they become inflamed and it causes really bad chest pain okay she eventually died from tuberculosis three months later so fred was like not okay with this death like couldn't handle like the death and then the two kids that he had right um so he left graham with his aunt winnie and Winifred with their grandparents. So they separated okay. the kids, first of well, all. that's nice. nice which is just, like, weird. Yeah, I would never do that. <laughs> um, but Graham, like, looked up to his aunt and uncle, like, heavily. Right. For, like, the first few years of his life. Mm-hmm. But then eventually Fred remarried to Molly okay. in 1950. And Winifred and Graham were placed back with Fred. Oh, and now okay. his stepmom, right. Molly. Okay. Um, this, like, fucked Graham up. Like, really? he did not like it. Um, he had major separation issues and anxiety from his aunt. From his aunt, okay. Yeah. So, for the most part, he kept to himself and made, like, little to no effort to socialize with other kids at school. Um, he was old enough to read, like, like, when he was old enough to read, mm-hmm. he, um, would read nonfiction books about murder, which, like, oh. same. 
crime. <laughs> Meanwhile, we old beach got a true crime ship for Christmas. Meanwhile, I literally got a coloring right. book of murders for right. Christmas, but whatever. Um, when he was a teenager, he developed a fascination with Hitler. Oh, okay. And he went around preaching about how Hitler was just misunderstood. Okay. And he would, like, wear things with, like, SWAT stickers on them. Uh, so, so, like, maybe, like, movie. not great. Right. Okay. Um, he looked up to Dr. Kripen, who, he was a ear and eye doctor that ended up murdering his wife. Oh, wow. And he, like, was a bad dude. Oh, okay. Like, whatever. Right. He was also very interested in the occult. Oh. Uh, he claimed that he knew about Wiccans and local covens and would try... And get kids to participate in occult, uh, like, ceremonies and stuff like that. Oh, God. So, like, he would try and get them to participate in, like, sacrificing local cats in the area. Oh, my God, no! And, like, it was, like, he, like, definitely probably most likely did do it himself (gasps) because, like, they would just, like, go missing regularly. What an asshole. Yeah. So. Wow. That's fun. Um, he was not good in school, however, he did have an extensive knowledge and interest in chemistry, forensic science, and toxicology. Okay. So, his school didn't offer a lot of classes in those subjects, so he gained most of the knowledge from, like, reading things on his own. Okay. Um, his father did encourage him at first, because learning wasn't, like, a bad thing. Like, if you're interested in chemistry, go for it, my guy. Um, it seemed to be the only thing he was interested in, so... Fred had bought him a chemistry set, mm-hmm. and by the age of 13, he had such an extensive knowledge of toxicology, he was able to convince a local chemist that he was really 17, and the dude, like, let him use his lab and, like, make, like, dangerous poisons, like, antimony <sighs> and um, heavy metals, like, thallium, for studying purposes, huh. in quotes. Okay. So, like, he was able to convince, like, right. a actual right. chemist, chemist that he was old enough because of the knowledge that he had. Okay, number one, cool that you're that smart, but number two, use in a different sense. Yeah, like become a chemist. Like, right. Don't like, poison try, people. Soft. <clears throat> Whoa. I'm serious having issues today. <laughs> okay. The, what am I thinking of? Oh, find a cure for cancer instead. Right, instead. I don't know why that was so hard okay. for me to come to I, that, those words. It's okay. Oh, sorry. I don't blame you. I literally was like, what is the word I'm thinking what of? Is, what is the it sickness? It was sure. That cure. was what I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Copy, Chief. Okay. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Um, so, he didn't really have a lot of friends, but the few friends that he did have, they said, like, later on that he would often talk about how much he hated his stepmother, Molly, okay. because, like, he... Like, she, he blames her for taking him away Wait, from, from his aunt. Okay. So, hmm. uh, he would even, like, show them a voodoo doll that he made of her because he was into, like, the whole right. Wiccan, right. you hmm. know, shit. Okay. So, all things considered, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, into poisoning people and the stuff that he, like, actually, uh, he actually did attempt to poison somebody at the age of 13. Oh, so, he made a friend named Christopher Williams, okay. who was the Young's neighbor, and he was also into science, um, and because... So, they could have bonded, but yeah. didn't. Okay. Uh, so, because he was one of Graham's... Like, he, they were friends, 
Um, so because he was one of Graham's few friends, they ate lunch together every day, mm-hmm. and they would often trade lunches. Oh. So Christopher started to get painful stomach aches oh. and, like, just be overall sick in general. Oh, God. And his mom, low-key, like, didn't believe that he, like, felt sick. Right. And she thought he was just, like, faking it to get out of going to school. Me. My mom used to think that all the Me time. Me fucking too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but eventually she did take him to a doctor, and they said that it was probably, like, severe migraines. Okay. Um, so he ended up being fine, but Graham did admit to testing poisons on him. Like, like, after the fact. Um, no one even, like, thought of this, because, like... Who would think of that, first of all? First of all, that, (laughs) and at the time, you had to be a certain age to go to a chemist and access the chemicals... Right. So they were like, oh, this kid's 13. Like, why would he go and do right. that? But he convinced the chemist that he was right. really 17. That makes sense. So, um, so him poisoning his friend wasn't random. Most of the time, um, like, there was intent. Okay. So, like, let's just keep in mind that he was 13. Right. Um, one time Christopher asked out a girl that they both liked on a date. Uh-oh. And he ended up, like, getting sick that day that he was supposed to go on the date and then (laughs) and then graham ended up going instead of him so like conveniently right he got sick right wow um now like he did stop poisoning christopher after a while and like why might you ask yeah um, he was unsatisfied with the fact that he couldn't monitor his symptoms because when he got sick, his mom would keep him home, home from school. Right. So he oh stopped trying God. to kill his friends because he could only monitor their symptoms when they were at school, but right. if they were sick, then their parents weren't putting them right. in school. Oh my God. <laughs> so he just stopped. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So he had to find other people to now test out his poisons on. So, we jump back to the fact that his family's getting sick. Okay. So, his family's getting sick. Fred writes this off because he'd be like, why is my son poisoning my family? That'd be just weird. So, in the early months of 1962, Molly got really sick real quickly. Um, She started losing a lot of weight. She suffered from really bad back pain, and her hair started falling out. Oh, shit. Um, On the morning of Easter Day, her Mm -hmm. sickness was a little different. So, her neck and her shoulders hurt, and she had um, pins and needles in her hands and her feet. Oh. She ended up going, like, she ended up going out shopping mm-hmm. that day while Fred was, like, went to a bar. Okay. Which, like, Weird, okay. Random. But, whatever. Um, when Fred came home, he found that Graham was just staring at his stepmother while she was in immense pain in the garden. Oh, so, she was, like, keeled over Dying. in the garden, and, like, Graham was just, like, interesting. Cool. Writing down the notes, <laughs> yeah, what, literally. what her symptoms were. Actually, though. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm sure. So, Fred obviously, like, brought her to the hospital, and she ended up dying that night. Oh, my God. So, Graham suggested that Molly be cremated after it was found that she had died from a prolapse, a prolapse of a bone at the top of her spine. Which means that basically the top of her vertebrae caved in, and that's what ended up killing her. So her spinal cord, like, didn't snap, but, like, a bone, oh like, caved, god. and it, like, yeah. paralyzed her and then killed her. Oh my god. So, um, just a little side note that you might want to keep okay. in the back of your head for a hot okay. minute. 
the whole neck caving in thing right um is a symptom of long-term antimony poisoning oh something that graham didn't know how to make so Graham knew how to make antimony. Uh-huh. This is a long-term side effect of antimony oh, poisoning. Oh, shit. Keep that in the back of your head. Okay. Did so, he know that this was a long-term side effect? No. Ha-ha. So, his family assumed that um, this, like, whole neck thing mm-hmm. happened because of a bus accident that she was in the prior years okay. where she hit her head and did have neck damage. Okay. So they just assumed that that's what right. it was from. Um, so in the days after Molly's funeral, Fred started to have symptoms similar, including violent stomach pain and vomiting. He was soon admitted to the hospital, and he was diagnosed with antimony poisoning. Oh, shit. So, um, he, um, he didn't think of his son at first. Right, because who would? But somebody else did. Oh. That wasn't even in the family. Oh. So Graham's chemistry uh. teacher, because he's 14 right. at this point. Like, Graham's not right. old. He's yeah. 14 years old. Shit. So Graham's chemistry teacher found poisons and reading material about poisoners uh-huh. in his desk at school. And he called the police. Right. Because he knew that his family was right. getting, sick. getting sick. And Young was... Not arrested, per se, but he was sent to a psychiatrist where they discovered that he did have, like, endless knowledge of these poisons. So, Graham was, like, arrested on May 23rd, 1962. Uh, He admitted to poisoning his father, his sister, and Christopher. Right. Um, He did not admit to poisoning his stepmother, and even if they wanted to press charges for poisoning his stepmother... They couldn't because they didn't have a body because they cremated her. Ah, he was smart. Yeah. Huh. So, um, he was only 14 at the time, and under the Mental Health Act, he was admitted to a maximum security psych ward. Okay. Instead of prison. Right. For a minimum of 15 years. Okay. So, while at the psych ward, he was diagnosed with personality disorder, schizophrenia, and was somewhere on the, like, autism spectrum. Okay. Um... Now, you'd think, in a maximum security facility, right. no access to poisons. Oh, yeah, but, okay. like, maximum security, no fucking match from our man's ground. Right. Uh, within weeks of him being there, this guy, John, who was another inmate, ended mm-hmm. up dead from cyanide poisoning. Mm-hmm. And just a little fun fact for everybody out there, if nobody <coughs> knows this, cyanide smells like almonds. Oh. So if you ever smell almonds in a weird situation... Don't drink what whatever do you're drinking. What like? Almonds? Mm-hmm. They're, like, sweet and, like, nutty. Uh, wow, really? Yeah, I don't, so... I've never had an almond because I don't like nuts, Me but... either, but I drink almond milk and it smells uh, the same. So, like, if you're, like, ever right. in a situation where you're like, this smells, like, kind of sweet, like, almonds, right. just don't. Okay. Just don't. Just don't. Right. Just don't. Unless there's almonds in... Unless there's supposed to... Like, right. unless, if you're eating, like, an almond joy, right. then, like, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, Imagine everyone's obviously drinking, eating almonds. Just, like, nobody like. eats almonds anymore. <laughs> but, yeah. So, just a little tidbit. Okay. Um, so, the workers were like, oh, my God. How could somebody have been poisoned right. by cyanide? This is so weird. Um, so, Graham said that, like, later on... And in a journal that he had kept, kept track of stuff, right. that he had gotten the cyanide from bush leaves. And he actually told this to the workers in the psych okay. ward. 
but nobody no believed, believed him. Because that's, like, batshit crazy. Yeah, and his yeah. death was, like, the guy's death was ruled a suicide. Oh, why? Because they have figured that he poisoned himself. Okay. So. Right. <laughs> How did he poison himself? That's a little silly. Maybe he got poisoned? I don't right. know. <laughs> um... So, during his stay, the staff would also find that inmates' drinks would be tampered with. So, for example, there would be a harsh sodium compound known as sugar soap, uh, which was used for preparing painted walls. Oh. And it was found to be um, in a large pot of tea that was going to be given to inmates. Okay. So, this would have poisoned everyone Everyone. in the facility if it wasn't found. He would have been, like, this cool-ass guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, literally so, living on his own because everyone yeah. else is dead. <laughs> so, obviously, he was still interested in toxicology. Like, my my, my right. guy did he not give up. Yeah, no. Um, and he was still learning. Right. He just kept it very hidden from everybody. And clearly, this fucking worked because in June 1970, his doctors recommended that he be released because he was cured. Oh, magically cured of every single thing. Exactly. Schizophrenia. <laughs> Autism spectrum disorder, whatever else he has. Doesn't have it anymore. Makes sense, if you ask me. Uh Um, So that's only eight years after he got admitted. Uh Which he was supposed to turn... He was supposed to to be in there for 15. Oh. So he only... He he was only in there for eight years. Right. So, yeah. Interesting. So, Graham was excited by this news, and the first thing he told his nurse when he found out, um, he was, like, gonna get out, he said, quote, I'm going to kill one person for every year that I've been here. So, eight people are dead. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So, the crazy part is, is what he said was on the record. So, like, his nurse, like, brought this to the doctor and was like, hey, yo, he said this, and he was still released. Okay. Interesting. Which, like, what? Right, makes no sense. So, on February 4th, 1971, only nine years after being sentenced, he was released. Okay. He was now 23 years old, and when he was released, he went to stay at a hotel. Uh He contacted Winifred, who welcomed him back with open arms, and fully believed that the doctor had cured him. Okay. (laughs) The magic of a psych ward. That makes no sense. Okay. So... His father, on the other hand, was not convinced and right. could not forgive him for literally murdering his wife. Right. So, Graham went to stay with Winifred and her new husband. Okay. Um, according to Winifred, the one of the first things, because she wrote a book about this, mm. uh, one of the first things that Graham did after being released was go to a local chemist. Why the fuck would you let him go there? First of all, why the fuck would you let him go yeah. there? Second of all... Let's bring back local chemists. Yeah, what? Where are you going? Like maybe that's the a local ap- of like it was like an apothecary. The fuck is that? <laughs> that's like the biggest word I've ever heard. <laughs> apothecary. <laughs> yeah, what's that? Apothecaries were like people who like gave out like medicine and stuff like that. Oh, so like pharmacy, like I just basically, said. yeah. Okay. Only they had like cocaine and oxycontin oh, okay, because well, it was like the nineteen sixties. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Using big words. <laughs> but like, let's bring. Like, I want to go to my local chemist and be like, yo. Antimony. Hook me up with some fucking thallium. Hand it like, over. <laughs> I don't. I the only word I could think of was Nyquil. So <laughs> I mean, I could use some of that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, again, according to Winifred in her book that she wrote, um, wrote, he was very proud of his crimes and wanted to be remembered for them. Oh. So when he went to this chemist, he 
like, stated his name. He was like, yo, I'm Graham Young. Which, first of all, sounds like a rap name, but whatever. I like the name Graham. Um, in hopes that they would know, like, who he was and right. was like, oh my god, this is the guy that, like, yeah. poisoned his whatever. family. Um, he also went back to his hometown because she didn't live in the same town that he right. did. Um, and announced to his neighbors that, like, he was back in action and mm-hmm. hopes that, like, they would be like, oh my god, he's yeah, back. Yeah, like, he w- was excited. Which, like, he they didn't fucking right. care. Um, he really wanted to make sure that people knew about what he did rather than what he recovered from. So he wasn't like, yo, I'm back, I'm fixed. He was like, yo, I killed people. Mm -hmm. Well, my mom, maybe, Mm -hmm. but you can't pin that on me. (laughs) So, yeah. Um. And allegedly people in jail. Correct. Yeah. So, within a week of him coming back, he started to train as a storekeeper and he moved into a hostel you know what a hostel yes. is? Okay. So, one of the other people that were staying at the hostel, Trevor Sparks, started to have stomach pains and vomiting. Oh, and no one is tying two and two together? It's a common trend. Right. <laughs> um, Graham was just being, a, like, a nice guy and was, like, offering him glasses of wine to make him feel better. Okay. Because that didn't wine. have Wine. What does wine it? do? What does yeah. the adverse reaction wine has? Right. So, like, I don't know if, like, you can guess, but this didn't help, and it right. made it worse. Right. Um, his face got really swollen, he threw up even more, and he had more severe stomach pains. Okay. Um, he was a soccer player and was eventually taken to the hospital during a game, which he complained that he couldn't stand because his legs hurt so bad. Oh, God. The doctors couldn't find anything wrong with him, mm-hmm. but he continued to have pain for years and was never able to play soccer again. Oh, no. He lived... Oh, that's good. At least he's still alive. Yeah, but he fucked his career, basically. Yeah. Another man claimed to have had a drink with, quote, an intense young fellow obsessed with chemicals and poison. That guy ended up committing suicide because of the immense pain that he was in. Oh. It was never proven that the man talked to Graham. Right. But, like, come on. Come on. Two and two together. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, so soon after that situation, he got a job as a store clerk at a photography firm near his sister's home. Okay. And this job asked for references, and he gave them the doctors from the psych ward. Like, as okay. a reference. And you know what these doctors fucking said when they called them and was like, yo, was this a good guy? They said that he, in fact, did have a personality disorder, but he made an extremely full recovery. Of course. Of course he did. They didn't mention the fact that he had, like, a major personality disorder, schizophrenia, and was on the spectrum of autism. Well, of course, because he was cured. Didn't mention the fact that he poisoned his family. (laughs) Didn't mention any of that. Um, Which would have been helpful, considering that he was going to work at a photography firm, which at the time was film, and I don't know if you're aware right. of how many chemicals yeah. are necessary to, yep. to develop film, yep. but it's a lot. I'm currently looking up Grammy Young. Yeah. So, creepy. there you go. That's crazy. So, he was real excited about his new job. So, he went to a chemist okay. with a fake ID, uh-huh. and I don't know if you can guess what he bought there, but he bought antimony. Oh, that's his favorite. That's his yeah. poison of choice. Right, and he also bought thallium. Okay. Which is a metal. Okay. So he quickly and eagerly took on the job as bitch boy and oh. would make tea for his co-workers. Oh. So sweet of him. Okay. Very um, 
so he did make a couple of friends during this time. Mm-hmm. Their names were Bob El- Bob Eagle mm-hmm. or Eggle, Fred Biggs, and Ron Hewitt. Okay. So after some time, Bob would call out of work often mm-hmm. due to being sick. Oh, nice. Around the same time, Ron started having very bad stomach pain, oh, a burning sensation after drinking tea, and vomiting. There's a trend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know how and nobody's caught right. on to the shitstorm that follows yeah. Graham, but, like, what? whatever. So, he would stay at home, get better. Um, the doctors would say that it was food poisoning or the flu, and he would return to work, but then the symptoms would just come back right. after he returned to work. Right. Um, eventually, he left the company, and his symptoms never came back. Oh, my God. Because, obviously- How ironic! <laughs> I wonder why. Um, At this point, Bob had also returned back to work. However, the day after he returned, he felt his hands and feet go numb. Oh, God. And he could not move without being in pain. He was taken to the hospital, but Mm -hmm. by the time he got there, he was basically paralyzed and he couldn't speak. Oh, my God. So he died 10 days later on July 7th, 1971. And his cause of death was ruled as pneumonia caused by Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is a rare condition which your immune system basically attacks your nerves. Did you tell me that before? That Guillain- yeah, I was just talking Guillain- about it because okay. he who right. should not be named has it. Right, right, okay. Um, I, I just, for a second I thought I had deja vu, but we're No, good. yeah, and okay. it's like a really rare thing to right. yeah. Um, so Young was very vocal about how upset he was about mm-hmm. the deaths of his co-workers. Of course. So he stated, quote, Bob could have come through the terrors of Dunkirk only to fall victim to some strange virus. So Bob was basically in the war and he died of some strange virus. <laughs> some strange virus. Exactly. Um, oh, God. This was so convincing, apparently, to the company mm-hmm. that the company asked him to go along to the cremation of this guy. Oh. Which, like... Why are you asking? He must not have had a lot of family. Family, I guess. But, like, what the fuck? Like, that's that's weird. weird. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, it's the 60s or the 70s at this point, so whatever. Yeah. So, in September of 1971, Fred, Graham's other friend, started to experience vomiting and stomach pains. I can't believe no one has noticed at this point. (laughs) I know. Like... Um, so he wasn't the only one at this point either. Mm-hmm. So this guy Peter, this other guy David, and then this other guy Jethro, which sick fucking Love name. Love that name. <laughs> like, that's like Jethro Gibbs. Yeah. From NCIS. Sorry. Yep. Um, <laughs> they were also feeling some symptoms. Right. So Jethro was even given a cup of coffee from Graham. Oh, right. Who else? Um, and he threw it out because it didn't taste good. And mm-hmm. when Frank can. When uh, Graham confronted him about this, he said, quote, did you think I was trying to poison you? Oh my god, <laughs> like, what just a crazy person. Make it a little more obvious. Yeah, what? And then literally like 20 minutes after he drank one sip of this coffee, he started throwing up and complaining that he couldn't feel his legs. Oh my god, he died too, didn't he? Uh, no. Oh, okay, good. So, this sickness mm-hmm. eventually became known as the Bovingdon Bug. Oh. Which was, like, the town that they were in. Oh, my God. And people just thought that it was just a regular illness. Like, a oh, new sickness. Nice. 
Um, oddly enough, at the same time that this was happening, like, in their company, an actual stomach virus was going around the town. Oh. So, so they just equated timing. it to right. being the same thing. Right. Just a different strain of it. Yeah. So, Fred Biggs got the worst of this, quote, sickness. Um, he was in such pain that he couldn't even put a blanket over him because if anything was touching him, it was painful. Oh, my God. And his skin started peeling oh, off. Oh, Gross. So, eventually, he died on November 19th, uh, 1971. Okay. So, Winifred said that one of Graham's co-workers told the director of the company that she thought uh, Graham was, quote, a germ carrier because the people that were, like, disappearing, like, Mm -hmm. started, you know, with him. Right. And the co-worker said that the only reason she thought that he was a germ carrier was because he was staying with a Pakistani family in the oh, hostel. So, nice. like, little racist. So nice of them. Love that. Yeah. What idiots. Yeah. So, like, you know. Like, how rude. We love a tidbit of racism in the 70s. Right. I mean, yeah, let's be real. 70s, come on now. They all had a little bit of touch of yeah. craziness. So, the company was very concerned about this, like, whole sickness. Right. And the day after Fred's death, they held a meeting within the company um, and had a meeting with the company's doctors to ensure that the staff um, was, like, hygienic. And they wanted to make sure that the staff knew that the company was fine and it wasn't the cause of the death or the illnesses. Okay. So, one of the co-workers was like, mm no, I don't believe you. So this worker grilled the doctors and even asked the doctors if they thought that it was, like, or why they didn't think that it was thallium poisoning. Mm-hmm. So the doctor was very concerned that this co-work, that this, like, worker right. knew so much about thallium right. and told the firm, like, you need to call the police because this person right. knows so much about, right. like, Way too much. thallium and, like, why would we even think that? Right. So, the reason the doctors and the police never suspected thallium poisoning is because it was never used before to poison anybody, so they didn't know what it looked like. Right, yeah, of course. So, the symptoms of thallium poisoning are, um, if you're poisoned with it over time, you would have stomach pain, Mm -hmm. vomiting, hair Mm -hmm. loss, and skin loss. Okay. Eventually, your nerves would start to degrade. Which would lead to weakness, paralysis, and delirium. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, they, like, the person being poisoned would die from not being able to breathe because the muscles couldn't right. contract. Okay. Does any of that sound familiar yeah, like to anybody here? Yeah. <laughs> right. Every single victim that could possibly right. come out of this. Yeah. So, if a victim of this poison were to survive, they would be in weeks of agony because the body's process of getting rid of the metal is really slow. Like, okay. it's not good at, like, processing right. it. Right. Um, if somebody is regularly dosed with it, it could only take a week or two for them to actually die. Right. So, when the doctor alerted the police, obviously they started connecting some fucking little dots uh-huh. here, and the illness started, um, like, with Graham, as he was hired to the company, right. and clearly they were like, this guy's oh, gotta be doing right. something. <laughs> Yeah. So, the police went to where Graham was staying, mm-hmm. and they searched his room, and they found a room covered in pictures of Hitler and Nazi oh, leaders. Nice. Drawings of figures holding bottles um, of poison, mm. 
Um, they found bottles, vials, and tubes and a diary under his bed okay. that followed the progress of his, quote, patients. Huh. Interesting. So, one thing that was interesting in this journal mm-hmm. was that when he was poisoning Molly, mm-hmm. uh, Graham had figured that she figured out that um, she had actually built up a tolerance to the antimony. How sad. So, he figured out that, he figured out, and this actually led to, like, doctors knowing right. that uh, if you can build up a tolerance to antimony over time, mm-hmm. if you're, like, dosed right. with it. So, that's when he decided to switch his poison to thallium. Okay. And he actually, um, oh, so he had dosed it, like, her food right. with 20 grains of thallium mm-hmm. the night she died, and that's enough to kill, like, six people. Oh my god. So, he learned through her dying that, like, what the dose of thallium would be <laughs> nice. to kill somebody. How nice of him. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So on November 21st, 1961, Graham was visiting his father and his Aunt Winnie when the police came to the door. Mm-hmm. Fred answered the door and he knew almost immediately why they were there, or at least that they were there for Graham. Right. He led them to Graham and Winnie asked Graham, Graham, what have you done? Supposedly, as the police were taking him out, Fred heard um, Graham say to the police, which one are you doing me for? Oh, nice. So, like, he knew. Right, he knew there was multiple ones. (laughs) Yeah. So, Graham admitted admitted to all of the poisonings during questioning and was very proud of himself for being able to poison people. Yeah. Uh, He even bragged about committing the perfect murder of Molly. Oh. Sad. Very sad. So, his trial started on June 19th in 1972. Mm -hmm. He was charged with two counts of murder and two counts of attempted murder and two counts of administering poison. Um, Even though he literally admitted to the murders, he still pled not guilty. Oh my god. And was, like, super, super confident of not being charged with them. Like, super confident. Odd. So, he thought this because Bob was cremated, Mm -hmm. so he didn't think poisoning was going to be able to be proven. Mm -hmm. And he did offer um, Fred thallium to kill bugs in his garden. Oh, God. And uh, Graham just claimed that he, like, misused the thallium, Mm -hmm. which, like, whatever. (laughs) Right. He also claimed that the diary was just a fictional story he was writing, and the only reason he confessed, um, like, to anything was because he was writing a story. Right. Um, uh, da 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 da, da. He, even though he pled, um, not guilty, he was still proud of himself, mm-hmm. and he was very happy that the media was involved. He wanted to be known for what he did, even though he was pleading not guilty. Right. Which makes, makes no, no sense. sense. Um... In the court, his diary was used against him. Of course. Obviously. Yeah. Um, it had the first and last names of the people that he killed and exactly what they went through. They were also able to get Bob's ashes and test it for thallium, which came back positive. Wow. So, that threw his fucking theory right out the right. window. Um, so he combined that with um, thallium and antimony that was found in his room So, there was, like, a pretty strong case against him. Um, There was no real motive behind it, Mm -hmm. and it didn't matter. They didn't need to prove motive because it was so clear that he killed these people. 
So on June 29th, 1972, Graham Young, who was 24 at the time, was found guilty on two charges of murder, two charges of attempted murder, and two charges of administering poison. And he was sentenced to five life sentences along with two five-year sentences. Which, like, what? why do you need to be charged with two extra five-year right. sentences if you're already being charged with life twice? Right. Which I don't get, but whatever. So, some good did come out of this, actually. Mm -hmm. So, after the trial, the jury became aware of his previous convictions. They didn't know uh, that he right. went to the psych ward previously mm -hmm. because it wasn't being, it wasn't allowed to be brought right. up in so court. Young, yeah. Um, so they found out he was released because he was, quote, cured, and the jury recommended an immediate review of the laws surrounding the sales of poisons Love in that. public, which, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, and then after this case, uh, the Home Secretary also called for an immediate review of the control, treatment, assessment, and release of prisoners who are mentally unstable. Okay. Which, again. Right. <laughs> makes fucking sense. Right. So, in January 1973, a reform was passed that would monitor prisoners more closely after their release um, and lead to the creation of the Advisory Board of Restricted Patients. So, basically, after patients were released, right. they'd monitor them. Kind of like um, like, be like being right. let out on parole. Right. Okay. So, what happened to our guy, Graham? Yeah. So, when asked if he felt remorse about the crime... All he said was, quote, what I feel is the emptiness of my soul. Oh, me. Which, like... Right. Okay. okay. Sick. Okay, sounds um, good. So, he was incarcerated in a maximum security prison called Parkhurst Prison on the Isles of Wright, oh. which is where Britain's most serious criminals went. Okay. And he actually became really good friends with... Ian Brady, oh, who nice. murdered kids, was a fucking psychopath. Right. Psycho. Um, yeah. I'll talk. I want to do that case. Mm -hmm. Her, him, and uh, Myra, because yeah. that's just like crazy, fucking nuts. If you want to yeah. know any more about that, go listen to Morbid yeah. because oh, they yeah. killed that fucking yeah. three-part episode yeah. that they did. Um, they had a really weird relationship. Okay. Um, Ian Brady became like obsessed with Graham oh. in like a romantic way. Oh. Um, Graham didn't feel the same way. But Brady described him as, quote, genuinely asexual, excited only by power, clinical experimentation, observation, and death. Oh, okay. So, a little just fun fact. Madame Tussauds, like the Wax Museum, mm -hmm. added a figure of Graham to their chamber of horror section. Oh. And Graham was so fucking excited about this because he was in the same room and next to his childhood idol, Dr. Kripen. Oh my god, so, that's like, so So, like, he scary. had, like, a wax figure yeah. of him, and he was pumped about it, because he was, like, next to this guy that oh he idolized. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, so, Graham is dead. Uh, he died on August 1st in 1990, at okay. 42, um, oh. officially and on paper from heart failure, mm -hmm. although there is speculation that other inmates may have poisoned him because he was not liked, or some people think that he could have poisoned himself. Oh, well, poisoning himself sounds a lot more likely. Likely, yeah. Um, so another, like, kind of good thing, but, like, odd thing to come out of this is mm. that Graham actually took very good notes of the effectiveness of thallium as a poison. Okay. And, like, 
the government was able to use it. Oh. So it was actually used by the U.S. to coat missiles that were used in the Gulf War. Oh, wow. Because they knew that it would kill oh, people. Oh, shit, yeah. So, like... <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And just one little side note, um, a final note, I guess. Yeah. Um, people did look up to Graham. So, in 2005, a 16-year-old Japanese girl was arrested for poisoning her mother with thallium. She claimed to have been fascinated by Graham after seeing a 1995 movie called The Young Prisoner's Handbook, which was loosely based on Graham's life, and she kept a blog similar to Graham's diary recording the effects and dosing of thallium. So she was like, Graham, my guy, I love you. That's wonderful. Yeah. That is terrifying. So that's, um... The fish tank light shut off. Yeah, that scared me. So, yeah. So, wow. Graham Young poisoned people with thallium and people antimony. he loved and, like, was friends with. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. Well, he was friends with. Well, yeah. He was a genius and he looked like an evil genius, like, in the pictures. Because, of course, I googled pictures of him. Yeah, and He looks like a freaking creep. Like, yeah. a psycho. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Insane. Yeah. So that's poisoning people. Alright. I didn't, I've never, like, heard really of a poisoning case no, before. No, me either. So I thought it was interesting. It's very cool. And, like, I like it. he was in my, like, serial killer, like, book. I don't know if I'd classify I, yeah, him I as a serial killer. I don't know if I would classify him as that I mean, either. technically he is, because he killed more than two people, which right. is all you need to be a serial killer. Right. But, like, right. he killed, like, three people. Right. Which is, like, absolutely, like, way too many. Well, with. yeah, and he poisoned his sister right. and his Which dad. Right, which is, like, it just, and also how many ever pe- other people. Who, yeah, well, I'm sure he poisoned, he, well, he tried to poison that whole freaking right. prison. Right, right, exactly. And he poisoned other people at work besides people that died. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. So that's fun. Wow. Yeah. Well, that was a doozy for a nice <laughs> Monday night. Yeah. You know, why not? You know. Whatever. Love it. Love to that see good. it. That was good. It was a good one. Yeah, I, I thought it. it was interesting. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. All right. Well, this this was the case you got when Bridget was, while Bridget is enjoying her time in Disney, yeah, living up a life. Um, you get a poisoning story. I get to go on Space Mountain. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, what could be better? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Literally nothing. <laughs> um, you didn't have to deal with me for an episode, so that's fun. <laughs> I mean, why not? Um. Alright, I guess I should just end it. I don't really have anything else to say. I don't have anything to add. No. It's February next week. Shit, that's fucking scary. Yeah. Life is moving way too fast for me. I don't like it. Me either. It's almost, it's gonna be almost a year since this whole corona thing started. Which is terrifying. Yeah. Hate that. Like, it's It's horrible. Yeah, I don't like it. Whatever. If we just listened to the rules, this could have been over six months ago. Oh, yeah. We could all be going to concerts and hanging out with more than five people in a room. Right. Let's just... But, you know, whatever. USA, right? our lives. Whatever. It's fine. We should storm the Capitol over it, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Well, on that note, (laughs) follow us on Instagram. At FIB Podcast. Um... Follow us on Facebook. Future is Bright Pod. And hit us up on Gmail. Future is Bright Pod at gmail.com. All right. Um, all right. I guess that's it. Bye. Don't storm the Capitol. Peace you, out. I mean, you could. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh,